It's the Football Filling Awards show. I am joined by Super Will Brazier. How are we, mate? Yeah, good, pal. You? I'm incredible, thank you very much. Um, we have got some fruity awards to give out today. Wow, sounds sexy. It might be sexy. Nice. It might get that way. Um, we're going to talk about them, chat about them, and we're going to... I'm going to pick a winner. You can pick a winner. Yeah. We don't have to come together on this one. Right. I said it was going to get sexy. Holy ass. Right, these are some of the awards that we've got today for you. Uh, we have got the biggest managerial flop of the season, transfer of the season, worst transfer of the season, breakthrough player of the season, young player of the season, football fillings, flop, all that kind of stuff. We've got loads of them. We ready to go? I'm ready. I'm going to kick it off straight away. Go on. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. With worst transfer of the season. Wow. Worst transfer of the season. And we have got some massive nominees in this one. Go on, do you want to go through some of them? Massive nominees, okay. So, Mudrick... Yes. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. 100 mil nearly. Raheem Sterling. Oof. 45, 50 odd mil. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Mark Cucurella. 50 odd mil. 60 mil, I think. Chelsea. Wow. Um, Fafana. Mm. 80 mil. Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, we've also got. There's a, there's a Jesse Lingard in there because yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think it just hasn't worked out for him full stop. Richarlison for yeah. Spurs, what was that, 40, 50 mil? Yeah. Um, and then another weird little wild card in there, Anthony for Man United. Mm. Only probably because of the price tag. Yeah. Top price tag. 80 yeah. odd mil, it's an awful lot of money. Um, start me off with what you're thinking on this. Initially going Cucurella. Yeah. Just because it sort of came in 60 mil for. A fantastic season at Brighton. He has had a few good games though at Chelsea. Yeah. I think the start of the season he weren't too bad. Start of the season, the other he looked left. okay. Yeah. Oh, you think later on he started? He did a bit better. Agree to disagree. Yeah, that's fine. But Fafana, where do you stand on this? Because Fafana obviously quite has had a few injuries, but surely that's part of the package as well, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? For sure. Like, if you're signing, it doesn't matter who it is, if you're signing a Fafana, if you're signing an Anthony Martial, yeah, yeah. you know that player is susceptible to injury. So. Do you really want to do that? That's what I mean. Especially when you're talking 50 million, 60 million, whatever. I, I mean, it's 75, I think. 75 million pounds. Yeah. Like, that is an awful lot of money for a player that you know could be injured for a quarter of the games, half of the games for a season. And he was coming off the back of an injury. So maybe it's not even down to Fafana, it's down to Chelsea. Maybe we would just say Chelsea's overall transfer business is some of the worst we've ever seen. I totally agree. So I, I think this is one we can definitely agree on, is that Chelsea have had the worst transfer window yeah. in Premier League history. Just because of the amount of money spent and the outcome that they got. Sheer volume of money spent on players that have no nowhere near lived up to the expectation, the price tag, the hype, any of it, okay? And you've got and you've gone through three managers. Yeah, for sure. We have to pick one winner of this. I've got I've got my winner for who I think is gonna be the flop of the season. I want you to go first though. I'm I've talked myself into Fafana. Have you? Just because of seventy five million. I'm going to go for... And, and I don't want to say that's all on Fafana, but I think it just ties into that whole Chelsea narrative of what have you done here. I think, yeah, it's just... 
I can see I can see the logic behind the movie. He was doing really well at Leicester. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He probably it was a, it was a, it was a premium price to pay yeah. to the, at the start, but I thought he he had the potential at least to go and yeah he could go and smash it at Chelsea, yeah. and it hasn't happened for him. I'm going to go for Mikhail Mudrick. You know, you've been at Watford, famously had a lot of managers. Like Chelsea have been through three managers. How does that? Because you were at Watford such a long time, but how does that affect like new signings? Do you see like? One's coming into favour all of a sudden, you're like, oh, without doubt. It's yeah. exactly what happens. You get a new manager comes in who will want to play a, probably a new style, a different style, and he wants different things from different players. So, what might appeal to one manager, what might appeal to a Sean Dyche, yeah. won't appeal to a Graham Potter, for example. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's exactly how it works. So, sometimes when new managers come in, other players go, oh, do you know what? I haven't been around it, I haven't been playing many games. This might be a good opportunity for yeah. me. But I just think 100 mil nearly, Mikhail Mudrick, I just think. It's just it's too much money. Well, I hadn't even heard of him at the start of the I season. I had not I've heard been. of him. I don't think many people had, to be fair. Um, but we agree that Chelsea have had the worst transfer window. Just, and it was the fact they bought Potter in and then bring in the whole sort of everything yeah. around him and then get rid of Potter as well. Well, Todd Bowley has got a lot to answer for. Um, Chelsea, disgusting transfer window. Some of the players, absolute joke. You're going to go for Fofana. I'm going to go for Mudrick. Chelsea player either way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's go for then biggest managerial flop of the season. I've got some good names. Go on, hit me, hit me. Good names you win. Nominees are uh, the nominees are Sam Allardyce. Yeah, nice. You've got to throw Sam Allardyce. Yeah. You can't come out and sign he, for Leeds and say the things that you said. He threw himself in there. He by threw him. He, he deserves to be right in there. We've got Brendan Rodgers. Right. Had a poor season at Leicester. Got the sack. Nathan Jones, Southampton. Stevie Gerrard, Aston Villa. Frank Lampard at Chelsea and Graham Potter at Chelsea. See, initially I didn't consider Steven Gerrard because you think of where Aston Villa were to where they are now. I yeah. think they were down 16th, 17th with I, I, I'm with you in this. I don't think he's going to be my actual flop of the season, but I understand the logic behind it because Unai Emery had the same set of players to work with yeah. as what Steven Gerrard had and this is what you can do with them. Yeah. And that's what Steven Gerrard did with them. Did they, get, they got Europe on the last day, got didn't they? got Europe on the last day of the season. When Unai Emery took over, they were one place above the relegation zone. Wow. And they finished in the European places. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And as of recording today, Steven Gerrard's now favourite for the Leeds job. For the Leeds job in the Championship. Wow, what a turnaround. Um, who, are you, who, are you, who was your sort of candidate? Who's your leading one? My leading one straight away that jumps out for me has to be, unfortunately, Frank Lampard. It does. It has to be Frank Lampard. I feel bad for saying that. I don't know why I feel bad for saying that, but I just say, right, so as Chelsea manager, um, 14 games. Go on. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. 11 games. Yeah. 1-1. Um, right. Drew two. Yeah. Lost eight. Wow. That's... The thing I don't understand that appointment was, we all knew it wasn't going to work because yeah. you start going back to your ex, it ain't going to work again. So you don't do that. And it was at the time where they were still hovering around the top four. So yeah. they could have got Champions League football. A proper one, yeah. And they were going into the Real Madrid game in the Champions League. Exactly. So you could still progress, two legs, anything can happen. And that feels like an absolute lifetime ago because yeah. of this appointment, it's gone completely wrong. And it all points back to Ted Bowley. Todd Bowley? Ted Bowley. Todd Bowley? Ted Bowley. Todd Bowley. <laughs> Ted Bundy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. That 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 record, though. Maybe right? Ted's his brother, who's actually running the club. That well, somebody somewhere yeah. has put Ted, it Ted and Todd. That record is uh, an absolute shambles. Um, played eleven. Yeah. Yeah. One one yeah. drew two, lost eight is 
basically relegation form. That is absolutely outrageous. I think he lost his first five games of the season. There was that game when they played against Bournemouth a couple of weeks ago and it was like a battle for 11. That's what I mean. So Where has that come from? That is just... Oh, I think I'd have to agree with you on that one. And it felt like the near the end of the season he was doing po- post-match press conferences going, yeah, well, it's... Pochettino's problem now. He, he looked like a broken man, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Like that's Frank Lampard, and he's, he looked like an absolutely broken man. Like Chelsea's in his blood, genuinely in yeah. his blood, and he looked like he had lost all kind of love, all kind of faith in the club. Yeah, it was a sad sight to see, weren't it? I, I'll agree with you for Frank Lampard. You're going to come with me, yeah? I'll come with you down there. Okay, but yeah, I totally. There, there's got to be some the, the other mentions in there. Nathan Jones, um, towards the end of his tenure at Southampton, was doing the old. Um, they, them, yes. they lost, they did this. Allardyce did the same sort of thing at Leeds as well. Even yeah. though he was there for four games, he was saying, them lot in the changing rooms. And you're thinking... Come at the on, start, he's saying, I'm oh, yeah. just as good oh. as Pep Guardiola. If they win a game, it would have been me. It would, yeah, have, been, yeah, yeah. It would have been us, maybe, or me. Yeah. But they lose, and it's them, and it's they. And I just think, I don't We know. said on here, like, yeah, last team he kept up was Everton, fantastic, in 2017. Like, time's moved on. And even with Nathan Jones, like, when he was at... He had the, it was at Luton, went to Stoke, when, yeah. you know, when they came down, yeah. had big players on big contracts, and he just couldn't get it going. So there's your blueprint, and I don't know what Southampton were thinking employing him, because you're in a horrible situation, and... It's just not going to get any better with Nathan Jones. You know, don't get me wrong, Graham Potter, it didn't, it, he had a bad time at Chelsea. Yeah? It didn't work out for him, right? But this, this, this side of it is what people don't see, is he left Brighton, right? Yes. Signed for Chelsea on stupid money. Yeah. He would have been on over 100 grand a week probably, right? Yeah. He will have had his contract paid up quite nicely, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he would have got probably at least two years' money for that, yeah? yeah. So you're talking best part of 10 mil nearly. That's all right, 10 mil, right, for about, what, a two-month, three-month um, like, session? Yeah, yeah. And now he's not been heard or linked of linked yeah. with anybody for a while because he's probably just gone on holiday and gone, do you know what, Pff, I'm just going to get my head down for a bit. Yeah. Chill, relax, something will come up for me, but not for another year or so. Yeah. I'm not interested for a while. Well, it was even like that because he got linked to the Leicester job, didn't he? Yeah. But he turned that down, which turned I think is smart, isn't it? You just say, I'm going to take some time yet. out. Yeah, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And plus, if he'd have joined Leicester, they ended up getting relegated. But you don't know if you're going to turn a team like that around. You don't need uh, to come out of getting sacked and then go and get a team relegated. You but don't even, need that. Even that Dean, Dean Smith appointment was a bit honking as well. Weird, mate. It's been a weird season. It's like, it's always the way, right? Teams get in the shit, yeah? yeah? And this is normally the time where someone like a Tony Pulis would come round. It's like... I'm ready, I'm good to go, come yes, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. just get me in for the last few and we'll do it. And it's still doing the same sort of thing. Did it work much? Did it work for you a lot at Watford? Tony Pulis was decent, to be fair. He, he is my, for me personally, I think he is the best relegation specialist. Really? There. For sure. Was that so, Neil Warnock yeah. in the Championship for yeah. this season has been incredible. Because oh, yeah, he took over them in absolute shit. Anyway, we're getting away from it. No, um, we agree, Lampard, yeah? I'll go for Lampard. Okay, biggest manager of flop of the season is Frank Lampard. We are going to go for shit house of the season. Yeah. Any any nominees that jump out to you straight away? Well, I think the big one is Emmy Martinez. It's got isn't to it? be Emmy Martinez. You're wearing the shirt. I'm not even fluffing around the sides on this one. No more nominees for this. Yeah. Very sexy this show. Is this shirt or show? The show. The show. Yeah, I love that. Very no sexy. no fluffing today. All right. Um, we are straight in for Emmy <laughs> Martinez, right? And only because of his World Cup antics. To be fair, he does it in the Premier League as well. He yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. it early in the season against Man United. He's had a few other ones, but the World Cup in particular mm. was exceptional. Yeah. New level. Of shit housery, so much so that he has enforced a new law to be brought into football where you are not allowed to intimidate the player, you're not allowed to go up to them, you're not allowed to get in their face, 
Horacio get a yellow card. Emmy Martinez has himself personally, individually brought about a law change. And that's that's award winning. That me. is award winning. How psychologically are penalty shootouts when you get to that? How much did you do like going up to players and like a bit, yeah, a little bit. It do you have a little be, go-to line? Yeah, a little sort of one, or it'd be, I know where you're going, or, do you know what I mean? Something like that. Right. But Emmy is so big and imposing, right? He's six foot seven. For is what? he? He's massive. He doesn't yeah. look six foot oh, seven. he's massive. He's like, but not only is he massive, he's, he's wide. Yeah, yeah. And he's big, and he's imposing. So I was watching that, that, that penalty shootout in the World Cup final, and I thought, you've got Hugo Lloris in goal for um, France, and you've got Emmy Martinez, and I'm thinking, well, if Hugo Lloris is in goal, I'd fancy my chance to score. But if Emmy Martinez is in goal, I'm thinking, Pff, yeah. Hey, I've got to find corners here. If I don't find a corner, this big guy is going to save this, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm all over it. I think I am all over the shithousery as well. I think there's a massive place for it. I really, I, I really like it. it. It's part of the game for me. It's a shame he's a Villa player, but I will look past that because he was wearing an Argentina shirt at the time of the award uh, being given to him. So I'm, I'm more than happy to move on with that. And especially, like you said, FIFA, who, you know, take a few years to change a lot of things, have changed a rule for him. Yeah, Emmy Martinez, 10 out of 10 for shithousery this season. You are undefeated. You are the GOAT, the OG, the big dog, the big daddy. Shit house of the season, Emmy. Well done, proud of you, big dog. Um, let's go for young player of the season. When I say young player, I actually mean young player of the season. So under twenty-two. Right. Okay. The the PFA voting system is a bit weird. They do. They have to be under twenty-four at the start of the season. And it changed again. Though. That's what it is. That's right, the okay. voting. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you can put like you can put all sorts of mad players in there. Right. But we don't do that. We keep it twenty-two and under. All right. So we've got a few real good nominations for this. All right. Evan Ferguson at Brighton. I like this one a yeah. lot. 18 years old, by the way. 18 years old. What a season he's had and what a player he's going to go on and be. And I do hope as well that he stays at Brighton. I want to oh, see yeah, him stay yeah. at Brighton. Yeah, I yeah. want to see him just keep smashing it. Because I think if he gets a move, he might just get lost a little bit. Yeah. And I don't want to see that. Keep uh, him there. Keep him there. Keep him playing. Um, Bukayo Saka, um, 14 goals, 11 assists. Arsenal ripped it up this season. Yep. Taking his game on to the next level as well. Yep. Last season, incredible. For England, fantastic. Stepped it up again. Um, we've got a um, obviously Erling Haaland. He's still under twenty-two, which yeah, is yeah. scary, right? I think what we're going to have to do because there's a few awards coming up where Erling Haaland will probably win most. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. So we can automatically say yeah, Erling Haaland will win this, but we are going to pick another. Okay, as well. yeah. Okay. He, he's going to get that. He's got that in the bag. Yeah. Right. We can move on to somebody else. Um, and obviously, I think we have to throw an, uh, an honourable mention there for Jude Bellingham. Well, I have to get that in there. Yeah, we have to throw Jude Bellingham in there. But I mean, what he did at Dortmund, just missing out on the league title on the last day. He was injured, so couldn't really get involved. Know, yeah. And then you think of the World Cup as well. Eight. The performance, I think it was against Senegal. Oh. And I mean, I just, Mate, just wish... for England in general. Yeah. Just for England in general is just... Proper beyond, like Gerard-esque Beyond his years, yeah, like, yeah. would not to be able to do that for in an England shirt with that much pressure on that yeah. stage and just own it. And then when he does his interviews afterwards as well, you look at it and you think, oh, mate, you've got it. There's even like the really, really subtle things. It's a bit too niche, but like when they said um, Henderson was off the pitch, Kane misses the penalty. First person to go over, Jude, Jude Bellingham. Bellingham. Going up to Harry Kane. That's incredible. That's man. mad. What a ledge. What an absolute ledge. Um, right, what are you thinking straight away, though, for this award? I'm going to go for Bukayo Saka for yep. discounting Erlen Haaland for what's to come. Just, yeah, really amazing season. Didn't make our team of the season, but that was debatable, and I'm sure people have debated that. But he missed out, to 
be fair to Mo Salah. Yeah, exactly. He missed out to Mo Salah, and when you contrast and compare the stats for this season, yeah, yeah. Mo Salah just trumps him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In pretty much every department, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? So we can, we'll give him this award for that basis. Yeah, we'll go. But he's had a fantastic season. We'll go our young player of the season. Obviously, I think we would probably pick Erling Haaland. Yes. Agreed? Yeah, oh, 100%. We'd pick Erling Haaland just because he's, yeah, it's Erling Haaland, right? But I think for this award, we are going to give it to Bukayo Saka. Yeah. Evan Ferguson, massive honourable mention as well because you've had a smashing season. Smashing season, I love it. That was like a 40-year-old. That was what a 40-year-old would say. You've had a smashing season. Yeah, it's patting him on the back, yeah. yeah. I'm proud of you. Well, you are. You're an elder statesman now. I am 40, aren't Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, right, let's go for moment of the season, okay? Go on, what we got? Nominees are? The nominees are the Man City versus Arsenal second game. So you know when it kind of came down to it and it was like, this is the big one. This is, it's all going to go on this, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah, if Arsenal can win this, yeah. most likely they will probably go on and win the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Man City win it, it's game over. You yeah. know they're going to go and do it. It's as simple as mm-hmm. that. And Man City went and absolutely bullied them, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh. That, that, that game was, in a nutshell, the gulf between Man City and the rest of the Premier League. I think, the, and the specific moment was when Erling Haaland, I think, bullied Rob Holding on yeah. the line to set up Kevin, De, on the halfway line to set up Kevin De Bruyne. And then from that moment, it was just you just over. knew, didn't you? That um, yeah, that game really was it because Man City did go on and win it. I think four one was it five one in the yeah, end, yeah. Um, and it was just it just showed the golf in class. It yeah. really did show the golf in class, and that's the second best team in the Premier League this season, Arsenal. Second best team. Fantastic you think what it went on to in the end, like the, the, the gap. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, and Man City were had cigar on for the last three or four games oh, of the season as well. Fantastic. Absolutely man. cruised their way home. Um, so that's one nomination. Um, we've got Liverpool seven, yes. Man United. Nil. Um, if you talk was, about a moment that absolutely knocked your head off, because you but you didn't see it coming before the game. A lot of people were saying like United got a very strong. I think defensively they were going in very strong, weren't they? And then, wow, Salah, Gakpo. I mean, everyone was getting involved, weren't they? It was actually unbelievable. <laughs> I remember before this game, um, you had Gary Neville, you had um, um, who else was it? Jamie Carragher, Graham Souness on the pitch, and Graham Souness was saying, "Listen, I could see this being a Liverpool win today. It could be comfortable. It could be there." And Gary Neville said, "No, you'll, you won't see it. Yeah. It won't happen. You won't see it." Seven nil. Yeah, it was fantastic. Absolutely bonkers. And I'd uh, accidentally not done a fantasy team, and Liverpool had a double the week before, so I'd left Salah as captain, and I had Gakpo in there. Such a weasel. A very weasel-like behaviour. Weasel-like behaviour. Weasel, weasel moment of the year. That would be a, it. A well weasel moment. Yeah. To do as well. Thanks, mate. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> Um, so that's in there I'm going to chuck in as well the um, the Newcastle United 5-0 up after 21 minutes thing. oh at Spurs at Spurs I've got to chuck that in there because I didn't watch the first half hour of that game and, and I got home and I put the telly on and I was a bit gutted that I'd missed the first half anyway and I went oh my god and everybody went what and I went Louis my son Guess what the Newcastle United score is? And he went, um, um, I don't know, 2-0. And I went, nope. He went, 3-0. I went, nope. 3-1, nope. Four. Keep going, keep going. 5-0 after 21 minutes. Yeah. That, again, though, is probably Spurs' season in a nutshell right there. And then we spoke earlier about the managers um, and how Chelsea could have done it differently and got a real big boy in and yeah. really pushed for the top four. Tottenham, at the moment when they sacked uh, Antonio Conte, could have done exactly the same yeah. thing. 
exactly the same thing, and they didn't. They waited, they got Ryan Mason in, they had Stellini, Stellini and it just fritted away. I just didn't get Stellini because that is still in the same sort of wheelhouse, isn't it? Exactly the same. And he, he had done well when Conte was ill and everything, yeah, but yeah. if you're doing it, surely you've got to go... Clean slate. Clean slate. Wipe it off, go away, that's fine. We are Tottenham Hotspurs. We have got the best stadium probably in world football. Yeah. We have got a really good budget. We can do this properly here. Let's get a big boy in now. Yeah, yeah. Let's get a big boy in right now. Yeah. And they didn't, and that's exactly... And that's down to... How many times has that happened this season with... Like you look at Leicester getting rid of yeah, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, if they'd have kept him, they probably would have stayed up. Brendan totally Rodgers is a better manager than Dean Totally agree. Um, and then we've got a final moment of the season... Um, and this still surprises me that this was this season because it seems like it was so long ago. Game week two, uh, the Tuchel and Conte handshake yes. um, at the end of the game. Yeah, it yeah. finished in a two-all draw. Uh, Spurs nicked a last-minute equaliser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got a bit um, violent. And then it got violent. So they went to hold hands. Sorry, shake We'll hands. do it now if you want. Yeah, and, and it kind of went... You put you be... Yeah. Go on, pull. <laughs> Your finger broke my arm. It's actually broke my arm. <laughs> we don't want to do a pitch side where my, my yeah, finger's actually breaks. broken. <laughs> that was horrible. I heard yeah. a proper little pop there, by the way. Um, and that—that's how it went, basically. Yeah. It was horrible, weren't it? Yeah. It was horrible. It was handbag. No, I like that though. Everyone get all oh, scenes you don't want to see. What we do? Yeah, I totally agree. Let's have a bit more fight. Like kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. Don't we? A little bit of drama. A little I like to throw. Um, I like to throw a moment in there as well. Come on. Uh, Young lad in goal for Wrexham against Notts County saves a last minute penalty. A young buck. Young buck. Young hungry buck. So, I'm not blowing smoke. I thought Mark was going to be here and he'd agreed with me, but that was a big highlight. Oh, I like that, mate. Personally, yeah. I'll put it up there as my top three moments of my whole career. Well, That's how big it felt for me. What's a bigger moment, that or winning League Cup final? League Cup final was number one. Well said. League <sighs> Cup final, sorry. League Cup final, Birmingham City, okay. England debut. Thank you. Wrexham penalty save. Because that was... It mean, was and incredible. that went everywhere as well. Yeah, that you, was everywhere. I'd say you were viral, and not in a bad way. I was viral for a little bit, weren't I? Yeah, for five yeah. minutes. That young buck... But that's not winning. That's just not starting winning. out his football career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can't nominate for I, th- I really think I'm going to go Liverpool just because of the sheer before the game and after the game. You're like, what has actually just happened here? Yeah. I think, considering Liverpool had such a disappointing season, yeah. um, and Man United, on contrast, probably had a really good season for them in yeah, there, yeah. for what they could have expected at the start of the season, I totally agree with you. I'm going to put the Liverpool 7-0 drubbing at Anfield as the moment of the season. Simple as that. Well Love done. That. Um, let's go for the, the football fillings golden oldie then, OK? Yeah? Right, yeah. Don't nominate me in this one, all right? I'm not a Premier League player, so don't need to say it, all right? I'm not... Yeah, I'm not don't worry, player. I wasn't. Good. I'm fine, mate. Uh, right, so uh, the golden oldie award goes to a player that's 35 or yeah. over... And is still doing a little bit in the Premier League. Yeah, right? yeah. Shout out to those golden oldies, by the way, because they can still do it, you know. I know it's a young man's game football, but I think you need this experience sometimes, right? The player that the, the young ones look up to and go, wow, man, you're still doing it. You're Did still you, doing obviously it. Obviously, goalies you looked up to, but was there like outfield players when, I suppose, at Man United, you just like... Yeah, everywhere. Left, right, centre, bloody hell. Uh, to be fair, like I, I, I just love playing with pros proper pros that you knew when if you lost two or three games their heads wouldn't sink their their performance their contract their confidence wouldn't get shot they would just keep doing the same thing and it takes a bit of bravery that yeah yeah to be able to go no i'll just keep getting out there and i'll keep doing it and i'm getting pouters on the internet whatever it is no i'm just going to keep doing it they're the sort of players i love playing with um so these golden oldies that i've got for you here i've got uh Jao Moutinho, yeah. uh, Wolves. He's just actually been released, by the way. Yes, well, he has, I yeah, think yeah. He's, he's agreed that he's yeah, going to yeah, be leaving. Yeah. Um, so Jao Moutinho, wouldn't be surprised to see him back in Portugal, someone like Sporting or something 
like that for sure. Uh, played in 31 Premier League matches this season. Uh, Ashley Young at Aston Villa, uh, 37 years old, again just been released. He will be a nice, I know that's Aston Villa, I'm sorry, but he would be a nice free transfer for like a, a newly promoted team or something, do you know what I mean? Like a like a, a, a lower-level Premier League team, because I think he'll still do a job. I really, really do. I think so, MLS for Ashley Young. MLS would be... Oh, my God, that's a dream, you know. Son. You'll be MLS. Shorts. You've got a year in MLS, haven't you? Oh, I could no, I LA. Know. All right, Ryan. Yeah. Sort me out. Yeah, One of them. Hook it up. Ryan, you got my number, mate. You know where we oh, are. That'd be lovely. Uh, so, yeah, Ashley Young, 37 years old, played 29 games a season, starting 23 of them. Villa got into Europe. Fantastic season for Ashley Young. Um, and then we've got Thiago Silva, the Rolls-Royce. 38 years old, 27 Premier League games a season, and he just oozed class. He is one player for Chelsea that can hold his head up this season and say, I'll give that everything I've got. Well, I think for Chelsea, like defensively, they were bad but not horrific it was just going forward they just couldn't yeah. score the amount of money that they threw of it but Thiago Silva like you said just kept the performances up Ashley Young kept Matty Cash out of the team at the start and How you think um, like Matty Cash was the next big thing oh yeah he was on fire I think he's back in now isn't yeah, he but yeah, still yeah. still up yeah. there um, and Jao Martino I think I'm going to go Thiago Silva because you've given me Wolves, Villa and Chelsea so for me it's pretty easy so I'll, I'll let you have this one No, I'm going to go I'm going to go Villa I'm going to go Villa I think we both get to pick our own thing I'm going to go Ashley Young right? I okay. think we can both pick a winner of this one yeah. yeah. so you can go for Thiago Silva and I fully respect that I yeah. back it in fact yeah. but I'm going to go Ashley Young I know Youngy, and I remember no, as a young kid at Watford right? if you'd have told me that he'd still be playing in the Premier League at 37 years old as a right back yeah yeah, as a right back because when I was with him he was like a midfielder right winger cool. or, and he was he was doing a bit he'd get about the pitch I could never have envisioned him being a, a right back never ever ever uh, but fair play to him and he is like he's like the captain he's the pro he's the guy that everybody looks up to for a bit of experience a bit of know-how yeah. um, so Ashley Young you're my golden oldie Thiago Silva for me Thiago Silva for Will Brazier right let's go for then Transfer of the season, the best transfer of this season, and I've got some big names. Go in on, here, who you shooting for? I've got some big names. So once again, listen, I think we need to lay it out there, right? Erling Haaland has been the transfer of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. It's as simple as that. Erling Haaland has been the transfer of the season. Yeah. But we ain't going to vote on him, okay? Because no. he just he just wins award after award. It gets a bit monotonous, a bit boring, samey, samey. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've got. So yeah, I've got you. some real nice transfers on, for then. you here. Fine Players now. that have moved clubs this season yeah. and smashed it. Right. Absolutely smashed it. So we're going to start with Nick Pope at Newcastle. You got, you, yeah, I know, I know you've done a podcast with him, but he keeps coming up a lot. Do you not agree with that, though? Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't... How many have you got here? See, this is why... This is the anti-goalkeeper bias, right? No, whoa. No, I no, mean, no. look at the size of me. I'm, I should have been a goalie. I don't know. I just broke my finger, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got, like, popper on hands. <laughs> Um, I just think like goalies, they don't get the love that they deserve, and nobody sees it as like a juicy signing, like a, uh, like, a, a, like one that gets you excited. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, just do your job, would you? Yeah, yeah. But I think Nick Pope sets the tone in that team. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that goes right. I'm going to keep you clean sheets, lads. You go out and do the, what you need to do. All right. I, I completely agree. I love goalies and I love you, but I think we can do better. It's a little rant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, we have got Martinez, Man United centre back, wow. signed for a lot of money, fifty odd mil, I think it was from Ajax, Ajax, Ajax. Um, and at the start of it, everybody... Graham I mean, he was gone, wasn't he? He was like... Jamie Carragher, Carragher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too small. He's, he's come back of the season. He, true that, actually. I'm with you. And he has shown everybody that despite your limitations and your height or whatever, yeah. as long as you're aggressive yeah. and you 
really good at reading the game, yeah. you can get by with absolutely anything. I think that's exactly what he showed here today. It's like a Pixar movie. It's one of them he, nice he's, stories. He's barely six foot. Yeah. He's barely six foot, and yet he's still dominating in the Premier League, which is fair play to him. Um, so, obviously, Erling Haaland, we're not going to let him win it today. Uh, Casemiro for Man United, yeah. fantastic season. Uh, Sven Botman, Newcastle again. Um, I'm going to throw Paulinho in there for Fulham as well. Yes, Pelina actually getting linked with a few big move money, big money moves away. Yeah, uh, but he's been absolutely fantastic for Fulham. Um, so what are you saying? Have you got any of your own? Is there anyone else you're throwing there? No, I do I really. Think they're the big boys. Yeah, right I do now, like then. the the idea of Casemiro in yeah. there just because of. I mean, Mark talked about it on a previous show. Sort of the defensive stability he's brought into Manchester United yeah, and just everything else, isn't it? That leadership and and if they can add a bit more as well, that spine for Man United now just could be what they've got going I totally agree I, just I think really this nice. is this is a prime example right of if you are going to buy a player to, to improve your team you need to buy that player who has already done it yeah. so when you're buying a Casemiro for Real Madrid who's been at Real Madrid and played yeah, yeah, yeah. week in week out for the last however many years right mm. you know what you're getting you are getting a professional for one but you're getting a player that you know you can trust yeah. to be on the pitch the majority of the season and he'll give you a 7 out of 10 every single game it's as simple as that that's Casemiro for me probably the second best holding midfielder this season just behind Rodri yeah as a debatable as as our dream team as our team of the season would have already shown but that's the beauty of football everybody's entitled to an opinion so you're going to go for Casemiro I'll go for Casemiro I'm going to go for Nick Pope I swear I've got one more. Mate. You, why you've got Nick Pope? I'm going to talk about Nick Pope then, okay? Because, um, again, like I said a minute ago, I just think he's the guy that sets that tone for Newcastle to start with. So yeah. when he's making saves, he's coming out for crosses, he's on the front foot, he's a dominant, confident goalkeeper. Yeah, 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 Everybody yeah. else feeds off that so much. So you're especially. saying Nick Pope is the signing of the season? The signing of the season. Right. Yeah. Are you, are you sure? I'm, I'm 100% sure of that. Because we're, we're live. Yeah, we're live. We're oh, double live. Oh, and he's done the podcast. Yes, he definitely has. Shout out Big Nick Pope. Banging episode, that by the way. If you haven't listened to it, go over to the Foscast podcast on Spotify, on YouTube. Give it a listen. It's world class. World class. I love the podcast. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Um, so you're happy with that? You're going to go to Smira. I'm yeah, going to Yeah, you've got one. I've got one. Transfer of the season, we're baby. Um, let's go for the manager of the season. Right, so manager I'm, of the year. Yeah, so I think you've got your peps, you've got your Arteta's. Right, let's write these down. Pep. You got your peps, your Arteta's. Yeah. Eddie Howe. Yeah. Deserby. Yeah. Gary O'Neill. Yeah. Unai Emery. Ooh, you said that, not me. You've got to put Unai Emery in there. Put just just leave the villa bit aside for I a minute. I can't do that. Just leave it aside for a minute. I can't do that. You have to put Unai Emery in there. I can't do that. Remember last time we spoke about Villa, that bloke did an article on Birmingham Mail. He I mean, I'm, I'm, I imagine how bad things are going. You'll get viral again. Then. You'll not, get not viral, definitely not viral. You might get some Instagram followers. So we're not we're not doing that. I mean, you can do that. You've got your own nominees. Those are my nominees. Okay. So talk to me about the fa- your favourite for for this uh, award. So I was really, 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 really sold on Gary O'Neill because of the simple fact. Nobody, everyone had Bournemouth 20th, True. let alone 17th. I'm, yeah, I'm one of them as well. Marco Silva, can we chuck in this? Yeah, 100%. Well? We yeah, have yeah. to chuck Marco Silva. I don't even think Fulham. Steve Cooper. Fulham, oh, yeah, Steve Cooper definitely as well. Yeah. Fulham were my 20th team this season. At the yeah. start of the year, I said they are getting relegated. 100% yeah, yeah. they are gone. Marco Silva has done a fantastic job. Gary O'Neill, though. Keep going. I, yeah, I think if anyone even had him 17th, you'd go, you're a Bournemouth yeah. fan or you're a liar. And then the fact that Gary O'Neill came in, didn't have a pre-season, yeah. caretaker job, all of that sort of uncertainty. New then, owners taken yeah, over. And then you think of some of the results that they've had as well, especially that, that performance against Tottenham as well. I just think for coming in when he did, 
changing everyone's perception. And look how bad appointments have gone for like those yeah, sort of managers. Of teams, yeah. And I just think he smashed it. But then I did because rem- I, I forgot the Zerbi obviously came came in halfway through the yeah, season, didn't he? Uh, and he had that same team. Yes. He couldn't buy any players. Yes. In, and he had to work with what he already had. So I'm going to go number one, the Zerbi. I like it though. And then two, Gary O'Neill. I love this even more. And then three, yeah, I'll probably go Pep. You stand for the small man, you do. Well, I do because manager of the season is always up in that top four, and it, like what Eddie Howe done as well did I go Eddie Howe 3 no, I'll go Eddie Howe 3 yeah, okay. Pep 4 I like that actually forget Pep that's my top 3 because I think you've got to look everyone's got to go back to those Premier League predictions at yeah. the start of the season the expectations to where Bournemouth Brighton are in the Europa League next season it's incredible and half the team if everyone's being honest didn't you know you're Estupinian and everybody else that they from Matoma to McAllister they've just they're just a wonderful club, I and the way they play Evan football, Ferguson, Lewis Dunk. the way they like turned over Arsenal yeah. near the end of the season, like Matoma on Ben White. I mean, even the la- one of the last games of the season. I know Man City are on the beach already, chilling. But yeah, yeah. They pressed Man City like nobody's ever pressed Man City before. They were incredible. I mean, Pep absolutely loves Deserby, so that's why okay. I'm going to go Deserby. What okay. about you? I like it. I'm all over that. And there's, again, I'm with you. There's a few winners for this for me. There is. Go uh, on. You have to you have to nominate all of these and talk about them all glowingly because they've all done really well. Unai Emery he is up there for me he is up there for me because if you can take a team from one place above the relegation zone and turn them into a European qualifier you've done something special taking the same team and gone no this is what we're going to do you've done something special but the winner for me has to be Eddie Howe I'm going to say Eddie Howe, right? Just because I think he has had so much pressure this year. There's so much expectations all already. Everybody, even when he, he got the job to start with, don't go wrong, he did a fantastic job in turning their season around and got him away from relegation and all that. Yeah. But everybody was saying he's not going to be the long-term successor. He's not, sorry, he's not going to be the long-term like, op- option, basically. He's, he'll, he might do a year or two. He'll get sacked. Yeah, yeah. But I think what he's done with Newcastle this year is turn that expectation and turn them players into playing a style of football, high-tempo, pressing, quick, like, get stuff going quickly, quick restarts, all that. And I think they've yeah, got them playing in a way which is just oh, outrageous. And, and it's like coaching players that people had written off, like uh, Murphy. People would have written him All off of as well. Joe Linton. Joe I mean, Linton. That, I mean, that's Come the comeback of the century. Have what he's Callum done. Callum Wilson. Like, yes. everybody knows Callum Wilson's going to score goals, but to do it at the level he's done and yeah. to look so sharp and, yeah, yeah. and Almiron, players like that, he's got them going. Um, do you um, worry for him for next season? Now the expectations are checked because expectations were down here. Just survive relegation. Brilliant. Let's have a top half finish. Yeah. He surpassed that. Now you're in the Champions League yeah. with that resource you don't want to get out do you worry for him? Yeah for sure I, I worry for most managers I really yeah, do I, I think unless you're Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp you are not guaranteed your job yes. whatever I think you're only ever probably five or six losses in a row away from getting relegated yeah. it's the way it goes genuinely if, if the Zerbi lost six in a row they'd be saying you know, this is touch and go this mate yeah. Eddie Howe same boat everybody is always in the same boat but yeah. like I say because of the expectation next season for Newcastle he will be expected to get to a cup final again yeah. he will be expected to do well in Champions League and they want another top four finish it's as simple as that it's a lot of asking isn't it it's a big it's ask it's a lot of asking so. I like what we've done there though we, you know, like yeah. you said we've gone for the little man I totally agree um, Roberta De Zerbi all yeah. over that Eddie Howe you are our managers of this season right we have only got a couple more to go we're going to go chump of the season chump Chump of the season. I've got mine. Uh, go on. I don't even need any number. I know who you're going to say. Big Sam. Big Sam. Tell me your reasons. Just a big chump. Just came in. <laughs> I don't know if it was a deflection tactic. I think that's what he'd say. But to come in and with those quotes, comparing him to Pep Guardiola and then to walk away with one point from 12 points, yeah. absolutely stinks. Goes down, gets a paycheck. And I just think it's the state of... If you can 
I don't, I'm not saying like Javi. Well, you played with under Javi yeah. Gracia. 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 Um, maybe that was a strange appointment, but I just think with all the bravado that Big Sam came in with, like we mentioned, took Everton and kept them up in 2017. But the job he did at West Brom, I mean, you might know people close to that. I mean, it was absolutely honking. And he got that job, and I just knew, knew it wasn't going to work. What the outcome was going to be. Because it's just too late. I don't even think if he'd have come in early, but I think football's moved on. Big Sam was great at that. He's not great at that. And if you talk yourself up here, you've got to deliver up here. And he just didn't get anywhere near that. Yeah, I like that. I, th- I think put the put the football in managerial style to the side. I don't. That's that's one thing. But to come in and say the things you say, that's the bit there that makes me go, "Oh, mate, come on, yeah. calm it down." I mean, if this is the last dance, Michael Jordan, you, you'd be saying you got to back that up. Yeah, you need to that come back me. with a good zip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? And, and he didn't. didn't, and rightly so. I is your winner of the the year award. I'm going to go for Nathan Jones. Yeah. I'm going to go for Nathan Jones, okay? Because I see the way that he does his interviews after games. And when he was Southampton manager, he was, if they won, it was, I did this, look what, we, look what I did. And now and then it might have been a bit of we, we might have did this and we did really well. And I did this and I implemented this. And, and he's talking about his own CV and about it. he had the lowest budget with Luton and he turned him into a t- challenger and all. And I'm thinking, come on, mate, leave it alone, yeah? yeah? Leave it alone. And then as soon as they started losing, it was them. They did this and they did that and them in that dressing room yeah. and they're not listening to what I say. They're just doing what they want to do. And that gets my back up so much because I've played in teams with managers who you can see they try and deflect it onto the players. Ooh. And it's horrible. I'm not naming names, all right? <laughs> I'm not naming names, but I've played with them. And yeah. the second they start saying that, right, the second they do it in the media after games, all the players see it, yeah? Every single one of the players see it and they go, you wanker. Really? It's exactly Is that like even in the WhatsApp chat? Like Everything. They will go, you wanker. Really? And that's it. It's game over then. Yeah. Game over. You may as well, you need to get him gone straight away because the players, as soon as they lose trust in you, finished. Do you think as well it's almost like a manager, I don't want to like pigeonhole him, but like we knew he wasn't going to be able to do that job. You know, like Rob Edwards went to Watford and I mean Watford's obviously chopping and changing the manager all the time but then you look what he's done and gone to Luton where it's a smaller budget yeah, and, he, yeah. and he's took them up is there that sometimes with managers that they just can't handle the profile yeah, I think oh, I just think they just get they, they, they're, it's like is it typecast is it pigeonholed whatever it would be called but certain certain clubs uh, suit certain managers yeah. do you know what I mean they do. They, they, it's like a even like the Sean Dyche effect Sean Dyche Everton if you think about it, it's probably about as high as what Sean Dyche could probably go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. In terms of stature of football club. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, that's just how it is. It's because you get pigeonholed as that manager, yeah, yeah. which is a shame, really, because I think Sean Dyche could do absolutely wondrous things at other clubs. Um, but yeah, it does. Just certain clubs suit certain managers. It's as simple as that. I've got a few other nominations go on. in this. Who you got? Um, I've got a few other ones, and then we're done, by the way, because we've absolutely smashed this. Uh, we've got Richarlison um, for, oh, for yeah. Tottenham, bought from Everton, £60 million, scored one goal. In 28 Premier League games. Yeah. One goal in 28 Premier League games. Probably best known this season for kicking off after the Arsenal game and on, his, uh, on Alan Ramsdale. And like Antonio and Wilson said, doing his pigeon celebration. His pigeon four, celebration. Four times, was it? Four times. Got four yellow cards for it and three of them were disallowed goals. Um, Todd Bowley has to be up there for chump of the season. Todd and Ted for me. Todd and Ted has to be up there for chump of the season. Um, Took a team that finished third last season, spent 600 million quid. Um, Just don't... Finished 12th. It's crazy, isn't it? Finished 12th. Because this guy must be so smart to have that amount of money. (laughs) And he absolutely come in like Miley Cyrus, (laughs) wrecking ball, absolutely the whole joint, and they've finished in the bottom half, have they? They... Like he, there has to be some similarity between business and football business. There has to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
it is a, a completely different world. Yeah. It is a, a, one of the most completely different worlds. It's a business for sure, and there are going to be sim- similarities somewhere along the line anyway. But no, it doesn't work like that. It's as simple as that. It doesn't work like that. He's had an absolute stinker. I wouldn't even do what he did on Football Manager. Like, I'm more conservative on Football Manager with a big budget than it. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and finally, um, one that we've got to put in there, probably Jesse Lingard. Um, there was a lot of talk when he left Man United end last season, signing for Nottingham Forest. It was only a one-year deal. It was 120, 150 grand a week, something like that. A lot of, you know, he's going to reinvent himself and it just hasn't happened for him, has it? It, it hasn't sh- happened for him. It's just strange at the time, wasn't it? Like the one-year deal thing. One year deal. I think the one-year deal played into his hands more than anything. Really? He would have seen this year as a chance to go, right, I'm on a one-year deal, I'm on a really good wage. If I rip it up this season, I could get a big move to whoever. Right. Like like a bigger team, you know what I mean? Like a sort of top-half team. Yeah, a top-half established. He had like an offer from West Ham as well. West Ham, he could have gone there, but I just think they wouldn't have paid the money that Nottingham Forest were willing to pay. Um, How many goals did he score? He scored one goal, zero assists, um... Yeah, absolute stinker. It'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. But that is uh, that is the football fill-in awards of the Premier League season, 2022-2023 season. Did you want to do champ for Erling Haaland? Because we are not actually giving him awards. Let's yet. give the champ of the season award, yeah. right? And this one we can actually give to Erling Haaland. Yes, yeah. Because uh, for what he's done this season, um, and just watching him play as well, watching his attitude, yeah. the way that he plays football, he's like, he is genuinely like, pretty much nothing like we've ever seen before. He reminds me a little bit of Didier Drogba yeah. in the way that he would just sort of like bully players, bully team, bully, bully opponents. Well, that was a professional opinion. To me, he almost looks like, you know, the opposition in Space Jam, the big lads. He reminds <laughs> me of that. Not the, way, not the way he looks, but just like the sheer size the of him. The sheer like, size. If you're a defender, you're like, oh, oh no. no, here we go. They're, they're coming at me there. And um, he's just like Roy the Rover, direct, loves goals. And we've never, uh, we won't really appreciate this until 10 years on. I like the season agree. he's had, when we're, you sat down, stick on Erling Haaland's 50 goal season, and you're like, Which season do you want to pick from? Oh, 23, 24, 24. Because even on Football Manager, they used, when he was signing for Man City, they used to give him like 52 goals. You're thinking, that's really? a bit unrealistic. Is he going to do the same next year? I reckon he'll do a three peat, a four peat, a five peat. Yeah. What if it's Pep and Erling? That could get silly, don't you think? I do. I think that could get silly, mate. Um, I think, yeah, if we're going to give a, 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 an overall award for absolute champ of the season, yeah. absolute champ of the season, it has to be Erling Haaland. So obviously, we're going to have to mention Harry Kane in here. We have to mention yeah, we Harry do. Kane because yeah. he's had a fantastic season. His, his best Premier League season in a Paul Spurs team, yeah. uh, 30 Premier League goals. Um, his XG actually which I don't like the look of XG whatsoever uh, is more than any other player at plus 8.5 yeah. uh, fantastic season for Harry Kane like you say but it has to go for Erling Haaland it's as simple as that and I know we've tried to refrain from giving him other awards because he could have won them quite easily hands down yeah. but we're going to give him the overall achievement award from the football fill-in okay? yeah. well you did ask for Paul Mullin but the production staff vetoed that it's Rex yeah. and this Rex and that like, let's just crack on Brian Reynolds Rob McElhenney and Paul Mullin I wanted in there yeah. Ben Tozer as well I wanted in there yeah, yeah we've edited that Elliot Lee, 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 Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Andy Cannon. Andy Cannon. Um, uh, Owen O'Connor. You could Bentoza for me. I've already said Bentoza. Sorry. Um, but there you go. That is the Football Filling Awards of the season. Get in the comments down below. Let me know what you think of some of our awards. I think we've, we've nailed that. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely no... Maybe turn the comments off because there's no debate to be had. No, there. we don't need to. We can keep the comments on for this. We probably should have turned the comments off on the team of the season, which we did last week, because there's a little bit of vitriol in the comments, I won't lie. We vitriol could... is like a posh word for hate, basically. Yeah. And there was a bit of vitriol. 
I mean, we could, we could be cancelled and we don't even know it yet. But that's the beauty of football, you know? Opinions. Everybody is entitled to an opinion. Yes. It is as simple as that. Um, but just try and do it in like a nice way. That'd be lovely, all right? Uh, William, you're the man. You too. The hand right? Yeah. Just, that's like this. Look how small your hand is. The breadsticks, mate. Why are they so small? They're not small, they're just weak. Freakishly small. Um, we'll see you all soon. <laughs>